What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talk About It. Uh, another special episode for you guys. I'm actually going to be on this one by myself. I am going to go ahead and throw out that this episode is uh, full of trigger warnings. I'm going to be telling you guys my coming out story. And then I'm going to just answer like some questions that I have frequently got over over the years that um, I'll address as well. So uh, yeah, let's just dive into it. So I was around 20, 19, 20 when I started like not like I would say like starting to get like curious about my sexuality and I got out of a really really bad relationship with my truly only boyfriend that I ever had and like I said that was honestly one of like the most traumatic experiences that I've ever had in my life um but I so I'm young um I'm in school full-time job I'm you know, just, I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. I'm out of the house. And I'm at work one day. And so I meet this girl. It's where I meet her. It's my job. And we're not working together. She just, she came in as, as a guest or whatever. And we start seeing each other for a few months. And I'm, like I said, I'm young. I'm just trying to figure myself out. And she tells me like, we're, you know, a few months in and she knows by this point, like I have yet to tell my parents. And so she's like, you know, I can't be with somebody that's not out. And as somebody that's been out for now, 10 years, I totally, when I tell you, I totally understood. I understood. And I understand even more now how difficult that is to be with somebody that isn't out. It comes with its whole, like it comes with a whole nother set of layers. So I understood. And I, I definitely wish that I was able to truly come out on my own terms, like simply because I, that was what I wanted to do and I didn't feel pressured to do it. That just wasn't the case because I thought I was just like head over heels about this girl and that, you know, she was everything to me. And, you know, first, first gay relationship is usually, you definitely like that. Definitely like that. And, Which let me just tell you, she was not, she was not all that in a bag of chips. Honestly, my parents, the only reason my parents should have been upset was definitely more about the human she was. Not, not really a good human. But, um, I came out and I was just like, hey, I was very like nonchalant. I was very nonchalant about it. I was like, hey, like, I've been seeing this girl. I think she's amazing. And I really think you'd like her. And I just, I said it like, or at least tried to like so normally. 
like as best as I could and complete opposite reaction of what I had anticipated. Like I didn't anticipate a great reaction. Like I did think that my parents were going to be upset about it, but not as upset as they actually got. Um, it was, it caused one of the most trying times in my life. And to, to make this even like, just even worse, um, within this year of like me coming out, I had like three major, like compacted traumas, all different and all within a year. So your girl was not mentally well. (laughs) I was, I was not okay. I was not okay. So I'm now trying to figure out like living situations and, you know, I'm still very young. I'm still going to school. Like I have, I have things together, but not really. I don't know how life works. I'm an idiot still. Like I am not, I am not a full-fledged adult. I am barely making it as it is. And so like, when I tell you it, it was either like absolute no communication with my parents or it was just constant yelling. Like it was just constantly being told that I'm going to hell. I'm a terrible person. How could I do this to them? And everything was about the way it looked for them. Like, how did it appear to everybody else for them to have a gay child? And it had nothing to do with what I was feeling at all. And when I tell you, you know, I had, there were people in my life that really did step up uh, during this time. And y'all, I'm 10, this is, I am now 10 years from this, from this moment, uh, just about. And I still have a hard time, like, understanding how the fuck we got here. You know, um, my parents were hard on me growing up, sure. But did I ever think for a minute that we would be going years without speaking, without, you know, any type of communication. No, I never, I never would have guessed that. And of course, you know, looking back, being an adult now, looking back on my childhood, there was definitely like, there there definitely were eyebrows raised situations, but never, never did I think that my parents would just completely like ghost their child, you know? And who I am now is definitely one of those, like I would never treat somebody with that level of hate. You know, it definitely made me more compassionate, more understanding of others, you know, And if you're, if you're a parent and you are, you know, you think your child may be, may be gay, may be something that is outside of 
quote unquote societal norms, like what I can tell you is the best thing that you can do is to just be there. Because the day I came out, I lost everything. I lost everything. I didn't just lose my family. I completely lost my my faith. I lost my home. I have not been to holidays because of all of this. And those pieces of you when you are being raised that are of such high value in your life, you know, they hold like a very, like those things were top tier for me. You know, I grew up in the church. I grew up doing things like for the, contributing to the household for the family and all of that just within a second was gone and I was a child. So it really does something, like it does something to you, like it fractures something in you and I don't know who needs to hear this part, but you are not alone And unfortunately, it is unfortunate that you are not alone, but you're not. And you will be a better person for it. You will figure out your own boundaries, figure out what you can and can't handle. And it is unfair. And it is all unfair that your value as a human is placed entirely on who on the gender of the person that you are intimate with. It's very unfair. And I am so sorry because it is the people that this is done to that deserve family the most, that deserve that support the most. And you are loved and you are accepted. And we may not be by blood, but by choice. And that is one of the most important things that I have learned is to build that community and that there are people that are willing to give that to you. My best friend, perfect example, great human. And we are best friends by choice, kind of by force a little bit because we were roommates in college, but 10 years later, 12 years, I think at this point now, we're still best friends. And her family totally is my family, wholeheartedly. Would be there in a drop of a hat, be there in a drop of a hat. So yeah, that was the very traumatic coming out situation. Um, There's like way more details to it. Um, My dad reported my car that I got when I was 16 and this car was paid off. I was paying the insurance for my dad reported this car that was getting me to work, to and from work, to and from to school, uh, stolen. Reported this car that I had had for years as stolen because of this situation. I'm I'm just going to let that sink in. I'm going to let that sink in. Crazy, just a a crazy time in my life, y'all. And now, mind you, let me just tell you, like, this was one of the pettier things that I did because that was just, let's be honest, that was crazy. That was crazy. 
Like, how are you going to do that? And y'all, again, I am so young. Like, my frontal lobe is not developed yet. So I'm not making good decisions. Like, I'm not taking a second before responding, right? Like, you're backing me into a corner now, my guy. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So I was not living in the city that my parents were living in. I was in, like, I was like... 45 minutes away. So I get in my car. I drive it to the city that is closest to them. And I leave it on E with the keys in it. And all I do is send a, te- like send a, uh, a text message of the address of its location. And maybe it needed an oil change or something. There was, there was like something else with it, but all, all of that just like, why? Like neither of us had to act like that. Neither of us had to act like that. But you can't be mad <laughs> when like you're dealing with like a 20 year old, 21 at this point. Like, again, my brain is not there. Like, it's just, it's not there. I'm running entirely on female emotion. And like, I'm, and I'm mad. I'm so angry at this point because this, like, this fight had been going on at this time with the vehicle situation. I had been out for, I don't know, like six months, around the six month mark. So this was all, and I thought it was getting old. I thought it was getting old then. We're now 10 years later. It's still old as fuck. And it just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. I didn't need to do that. I didn't really need to do that. You know, I could have been way, I could have handled the situation way better. On the flip side, definitely didn't need to like take my vehicle from me, bro. Like doing nothing but making my life hard. Doing nothing but that. So there's just like one of the crazy things that that had happened like with my dad at that time. There's plenty, plenty more on on both sides, I assure you. And again, like I was just very, I was very reactive from the situation. Like I just, I didn't have anybody. I didn't feel like I had anybody. Um, like, and I just was feeling such a loss of everything. And so it was not, my reactions were not surprising, at least looking back on it, like how could I not be reactive while simultaneously kicking myself for being so reactive? Like definitely should have handled the situations better. So now to answer some very frequently asked questions. Um... One of which, like, I think this is the one that I get the most is like, when I knew, when did I know I was gay? But, and if I knew like when I was younger, like all that's implied, right? So I did not, I didn't know, like, no, no, that I was gay. Looking back on my behavior in high school and my thoughts and feelings, at that time, for sure, for sure, definitely like chicks. Definitely like chicks. Um, 
I had no idea that being gay, like being gay growing up was not an option. I came out after I was out of the house and I, uh, yeah, so like I, I didn't know that I was gay. I didn't know what I was feeling was, was that like, I just thought everybody had these feelings and they just chose to like, they just chose to be with guys. Like that's what I thought. And then it was obviously later that I found out that that was not the case uh, at all. Um, so the moment that I knew that I liked girls was definitely when like, for sure, when I got my first kiss by one, um, which was, was like, a year, year and a half before I came out uh, was my first kiss with a girl. And she was like, so sweet about it. And I was like, okay, I, I can be about this. This is fine. But looking back, like on my high school life and self, like aside from the fact that I did sports all the time, which is such a stereotype. Like I hate that that goes such hand in hand with women. Unfortunately, you guys, I, I am a stereotype in this sense. I'm so, I'm sorry to tell you that for me, it was true. I played softball, I played volleyball. I was a cheerleader. I ran track for a little bit. Like I, I literally did it all as, as a high schooler. And I did travel softball uh, year round. So that was always like just something that I did. And I never quite like, you know, I, I never had, like, I never had a problem talking to, talking to the girls. Never. And it's hard looking back, like remembering like how you feel about things now and you're like, wow, I, yeah, I was, I was real, real gay. Like I had a crush on Tomb Raider. Like, oh my God, those movies, I could have watched those all day, every day and been totally fine. Totally fine. Laura Croft, that braid. Oh my God. Oh my God. Amazing. Just amazing. And, and I'm going to say it, stick it, the ice bath scene too. Wow. And again, like I tell my best friend who is very straight, she's very, very straight. I tell her these things and she's like, yeah, that, that's not, how did you not know? And I'm like, honestly, not a, not a single clue, not a single clue how I didn't know. Um, another question that I get, um, is like how best, like, how do I wish my parents like would have reacted? And that one's always a little bit more difficult just because wishing for something to be different, in my opinion, like it just doesn't, it does not 
suit the person. But here we go. So how I would have loved for my parents to react would have simply just been to like listen and you know, just to have been there for me because you really, when you're coming out, like you, especially growing up in like a Southern Baptist area and home, it's already scary because there's, there's a part of you that like, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. And you know that, and all you can hope for is the best, the best possible situation. And being prepared and at the same time being prepared for the worst possible thing to happen and to just have like sat there and like listened to to my own fears because what they when they sat there and told me like I am going to hell of course that as a child is like my worst fear permanent separation from my family and then they're confirming that these people that have guided me my whole life are now confirming that they also believe that I'm going to go to hell. And so like faith is completely gone, you know? So even if like my parents had totally been accepting, right? I think I would have struggled with my faith anyways because of that. And y'all don't come at me. That's just how I was raised, okay? I know that's not I know that's not exactly what the Bible says. I understand that as an adult. At the at the time, that was not that was not the case, okay? Like I grew up in a very like you you take the information that is given to you and that is that is your truth. Period. You don't ask questions. All right? So, in my opinion, the best way that I could have been supported was just to simply by like being there and, you know, making it known that like, Hey, like anything you want to talk about, if you have questions, if like, uh, just about like where, you know, you stand with us, like with, with your faith, like, how do you feel about it? Like, how can we support you? And, you know, that would have honestly, like that would have changed. It would have changed the game so much, so, so much. And reactions like that, what you later learn, like they affect the people who you choose to have in your life as well. So be very careful how you respond to people when they come out to you, because it is one of the most impactful events of their life. And if you're not careful, it will continue, like that reaction will follow them for so long. And I am now a decade into this and things of course are not, they're not where I would want them to be. And a part of me thinks that there's always going to be this wedge between people that I care about. And that is like one of the things that you, you just learn to accept. 
because there's not there's not an, a lot of other options other than to accept that for what it is. So, wow, that was like a super, super deep uh, situation um, on, on that note. Um, how can I make this lighter? Um, once I did that, I started figuring out who I was at the very least, um, you kind of come into yourself. You know, that trauma gives you a really strong personality, okay? And we use a lot of humor to cover it up, all right? So it's fine. But on the real, guys, be kind. Show kindness. Get Put so much kindness and love into this world that that's all that the world will give back to you. And just live live a life that is so beautiful and wonderful that it outshines the things that have happened to you. Because those things are not what define you. It is afterwards. It is in the hurt and it is in the pain and it's in the anger where the decisions of how you want to live and who you want to be, that's where that's made. Not by how others treat you. Your worth is entirely up to you and how you want to live, how you want to be remembered, how you care for others. And when we live a life that is kindness and positive forward, good things do happen. And I have full faith in that, in the universal energies that good things are to come. Good things are to come for you, for me, for all of the people that we care about. And we just got to put more kindness out into that world. Change what we can, you know, because it will happen. Things will change. So on that note, guys, y'all are amazing and you're wonderful. And I am so happy to just be able to to do this with you guys, to be on this journey with you. And with that being said, um, make sure that you guys get some merch of ours. Again, Sid is the one who did the graphics for everything. Our sweatshirts are so cute. And the baby blue one is like, it is so stinking adorable. And you can get the sweatshirts, beanies, and coffee mugs at talkaboutitpod.com. Click that shop button and you get it super quick. It's great quality. It's so soft and comfortable. You can follow our socials, uh, Instagram at talkaboutitpodcast, X at talkaboutitpod, Patreon at talkaboutit, on our TikTok, Talk About It podcast. Again, we release episodes every single Tuesday to bring you all kinds of content. Please don't yell at me on my socials right now. I have been in a wormhole. Um, I hope to get back into it. I know you guys really like the videos, so don't hate me that I haven't been posting. I promise I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, guys. Make sure you share. Share it with your friends, like it, give us five stars, give us a great review. We really do appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.